G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You might have noticed that cash is disappearing and these days cards are king. We Aussies are perhaps now less likely than ever to carry cash with us. And is that good or bad? Well, it's not just an observation. There's evidence that times are changing around money. And Ashley Fell, social researcher from McCrindle Research, is joining us with some updated detail on the research. Hi, Ashley. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you. Ashley, uh, what is this latest research telling us in general about our use of cash? It is confirming probably a few of our hypotheses that we had around the fact that we're moving towards more of a cashless society. So this latest study of Australians, we asked some questions about people and their buying habits and how much cash they have on them at this very moment. They were some of the questions we asked. And we did find from this study that Australians are less likely to carry cash on them today than they did two years ago. So The latest research found that 44% currently don't have any cash on their person and that stands in contrast to two years ago when it was uh, 33% didn't have any cash on them. So what we're seeing is more and more people saying that they don't carry cash anymore, um, relying on sort of these digital and contactless payments more and more in this sort of cashless society that we're moving towards. Ashley, is there some substance in your research around who? Because you might assume that an older generation would be holding tight to their cash and younger generations might be different. Is that what the research is showing? The research is showing that, Neil, that hypothesis you have there is correct. So we found that young Australians are the least likely to carry cash on them. So we found that almost two in three Generation Z, so those aged today between sort of 14 and 28, the majority of them, 64%, don't have any cash on them. And that stands in contrast to about 52% of the generation above them, which is Gen Y, 38% of Gen X, and 24% of baby boomers, which basically means the older you are, the more likely you are to carry cash on you, whereas younger generations, there's not many of them walking around with, with any cash in their wallet. And there used to be a thought that if you used cash, you probably wouldn't spend as much money as if you had a card on you. Uh, Is there something in our spending habits that you're able to reflect on? If you're using cash less often, are you more worried about the price tag? How does that look? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. You know, it used to be that when you would carry cash, you'd really have to hand over your hard-earned money that you worked for during the week. And so I feel like there is this, uh, I guess, sentiment or correlation rather between the fact that when we're using contactless and card payments, there is a bit of a 
remove there's a element of sort of payment that is removed of course we're paying from money that we've earned in the same way that we did in the past when we used cash but it's so much easier now and it's kind of out of sight out of mind so i do feel like there is a reflection there. I think something else that we probably also need to be aware of and that younger generations we know from other research that we've conducted and that others have conducted, they are also relying on sort of services like, say, Afterpay where they can buy something without actually having that kind of like the the new version of the credit card where you can pay for something without actually having that money in your account. And so I think we've got to be aware for the next generation in that sort of instant gratification mindset and world that they're growing up in that even if we don't have the money to pay for something, whether it's cash or card or afterpay or a credit card, that eventually we're going to have to pay it and oftentimes with a bit more interest. So a few money habits, a few tips and tricks from older generations, I think will go a long way to help these younger generations kind of stay away from the tricky situation of accumulating debt. Accumulating debt might be a real challenge because uh, in a day when you would use cash primarily, And as you say, uh, you've earned that cash and you'd get that cash in your pay packet, you'd have it in your hand. And when you buy things, it's a little bit like an extension of yourself. It's like when you would give, say, if you were giving at church, you'd be giving a bit of yourself because it's your own blood, sweat and tears that's gone into that cash that you hand over. Waving a card around doesn't have the same feel, does it? No, that's right. A card is, again, quite removed from the whole process. And yeah, we can kind of forget or not maybe be aware of how much money we have in our account at the time or how much we're eating into that money that we've saved or maybe even that we haven't saved yet. It's coming through credit. So yeah, I think there is an element of removal. But something else I reflect on as well is also the impact of the last couple of years on this whole phenomena. I think Pre-COVID, we were already moving towards the the contactless and we had a lot of uh, digital payments. But then during the pandemic, I'm sure we all recall those days where people weren't taking cash because it was safer to pay via contactless and we didn't want to exchange money because... We were all worried at that time about germs and and being safe and keeping distance. So that also probably, I think, accelerated this digital and contactless payment kind of transition that we've kind of been heading on. And so it really fast-tracked that. But yes, I totally agree, Neil, that I think with this whole um, digital and contactless world with card payments, it can be easier to forget how much we're actually spending. And it does take a bit of discipline to actually check our spending, check our accounts, check our statements to make sure that uh, we're not spending beyond our means and that we can still make our financial commitments, whether they whether they be um, tithing, whether they be of course, our monthly bills and rent, and in this cost of living crisis, that's really more important than probably it has been for the last few years. You know, doing a cash deal is not quite so easy anymore, and maybe that closes some loopholes for people who might be trying to avoid paying tax. But there's also a privacy issue to that, isn't there? Because now every transaction is traceable. And so if you've got a big brother type mentality, you could be thinking, well, everything I do, someone else is looking at, where's my privacy gone? Do you think there's a concern there from people? I think there is a concern, particularly among probably our older generations, because what we have found consistently in our research, in this study and in others, is that younger people are more likely to give up 
information and data about themselves to organisations, to banks, to whoever it might be in exchange for a more personalised and streamlined service. I mean, I personally also find the digital and contactless really easy and, and sometimes even in the presentations I'm talking about with regards to the future and future generations, I'll even say for a young person today, a generation alpha, someone aged 13 and under with the increase of digital and contactless, they may never in the future need to carry around a wallet because all their cards might be on their Apple phone or their iPhone or their Apple Watch. So, you know, I think the future is more of this, but we have to be aware and probably teach our younger children as well, particularly around what we actually give up for that more streamlined, personalized, easier service. And really it is our personal data. It's our spending habits. It's allowing these organizations, whether it's those who we buy from or the banks per se, to build a more informed profile around us, which in some ways is helpful because we can get more customised and personalised services, but there can also be that more sceptical component of, well, they know a lot about us and it can inhibit, you know, actions that we might want to make around getting loans and that sort of thing. So just being aware of what we're spending, how we're spending it, um, and yeah, sometimes maybe paying with cash might be helpful moving forward. And we might be rightly suspicious of the bank because uh, the bank might love it if there's no cash. In fact, I think it's getting harder and harder to withdraw any cash that you might have without giving the bank lots of notice. Uh, but there are fees associated with every card transaction. So the bank must love it when everybody's using digital transactions. That's true. That's a very good point. And I think it's, again, just information is power, I think, in these regards. When you do sign up with a particular bank, when you obtain a particular credit card, like anything, you know, take the time to read the fine print when you're making a transaction. Because if we're making a lot of little transactions and there's only a little surcharge, that can add up pretty quickly and can eat into some of our savings. And again, in this particular time, this particular context where we know from our research, there's quite a few Australians who don't have as much of a buffer or as much of a margin that they did a few years ago because of the rising interest rates and because of the increasing cost of living. If we can make good financial and spending habits more regular part of our lives and increase that awareness and knowledge of what transaction fees we are incurring when we make purchases that's going to benefit us in the short term but also in the long term as well. And no doubt there'll be some listening as Christians uh recognising there's some biblical issues around money and those sorts of things. And I guess if you decrease or cancel cash and everything's digital, there's always some possibility that somebody may well have control over your finances that you didn't want them to have. Hey, this is interesting because can listeners get some detail about the research that you've released? Where would they go to find uh, some sort of an infographic or something about this, Ashley? Yeah, that's right. If people are keen to find out more about the study that we conducted or investigate for themselves a little bit more, uh, they can always head to mccrindle.com. And if you just head to the resources component um, of our website, you'll be able to find our um, our article section there as well. And we've got lots of information there, particularly around other studies we've done, but also some of this latest research around Australians and their spending habits. So that's mccrindle.com and head to the resources or the articles section of our website. McCrindle.com, head to the 
Resources section, Ashley Fell, Social Researcher with McCrindle Research. Ashley, thanks so much for an informative update today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.